0: Good morning Bucknuts. It is Tuesday, December thirty first, twenty nineteen. I am Dan Rubin. This is the final episode of the Bucknuts Morning Five in two thousand nineteen, a year that will be remembered for a very long time when it comes to the Ohio State Buckeyes. We are joined as always on Tuesday by Dwayne Long. Dwayne, have you recovered? Uh no. No. I uh
1: I said on the boards uh that this is along with the loss to Florida just two of the harder the hardest uh, uh losses I've had to deal with in my fifty plus years of watching high state football. That that we shouldn't have lost this game and that we did. We're the best team in the country and we didn't. So I'm I'm no, I'm not over it yet.
0: Fair enough. I think that's basically representative of Buckeye Nation. I would say it's a tie for me. I sat through the Ezekiel Elliott flu game or whatever he had against Michigan State a few years ago when it was 32.001 degrees, so the rain felt like ice, and arguably the best team Ohio State had to not win a championship, didn't win, and then we went through that again this weekend where a national championship caliber team did not get to raise the trophy. So I'll go over all the calls and stuff. That, that has been done ad nauseum. Everyone's opinions are pretty clear. So that's not gonna get overturned. Replay doesn't work days later. We're gonna get over it. We are gonna say goodbye to one of the greatest running backs ever to done the Scarlet and Gray, J. K. Dobbins, declared for the draft, kind of a bittersweet end to his career. When you put J.K. in context here, how do you see him in the Pantheon of Ohio State backs?
1: Oh, he's been an outstanding back. He's the best best back in the country. Uh you know, um, <clears throat> You know, when you start putting together a top ten list and that kind of stuff, it's kind of hard because of uh, generations. Now, for younger guys, he is I, – I would not be surprised if he's on there. But for guys that stretch back as long as I do, who remember great backs uh, that, you know, some just really didn't see, uh, you know, like Tim Spencer. A lot of the younger guys out there didn't really see Tim Spencer. Tim Spencer was a great back. Uh, they might not remember guys like John Brockington. Uh, and then, you know, you go on uh, back with guys that Big Jimmy probably is one of the few people on our board that saw like uh, Bob Ferguson and, and uh, you know, hot casting Vic Janowitz. I think Big Jimmy may be old enough to remember watching those guys play. So, you know, it's generational thing. Uh, for my generation, I don't think he would be. But, uh, you know, uh, another way to look at it is year. Just for a year, uh, Dobbins had an incredible year. I don't know how you choose it but back over him right now. The way he ran the ball this year, he ran tough. Uh, he, he just had an outstanding year. So. um that's another way to look at it is, did he, at one of the great years of all time, I would say, I would have to say, yeah, look at where he's at now and all-time rushing leaders and all that. Uh, you know, he should go out. There's just not a great running back class. And if he's not the number one back, he's in the top two or three. So that means there's a real good chance that he could go first round. Um, <clears throat> If the Steelers had a number one pick this year, I, I absolutely would pick, uh Dobbins. Uh, he, he's a guy that can be, you know, he may not be a guy that can go 25 times a game or 20 times a game regularly, but, uh, you know, if you keep the wear and tear down on him, he's not a big guy. He can be a highly productive back for any number of years. And I think it's something the Steelers could use. There's just not uh, a guy that uh, uh, on the roster right now that is a durable um, back who can make things happen. So uh, I'd be surprised if he gets out of first round, Dan.
0: I'll bet you if we had a poll for Buckeye Nation and didn't include some of those names you mentioned of guys who wore a single-bar face mask, I think Dobbins would come in fourth behind Archie, Zeke, and Eddie George in kind of the modern pantheon of backs. Had a great career. I think he's a little more durable than you may think. In the pros, he's actually going to be able to handle it. The idea of a guy carrying it 25 times a game, there aren't many dudes who even get a chance to do that anymore. So I think Dobbins fits the mold. Wish him well. Certainly don't think he needs another year of wear and tear on his body considering the fact that at that position, it has certainly accounted for how many carries you've had. Let's try and at least spin this forward a little bit. Can you give me a couple reasons why, as you sit here right now, and I will do the same, of why you think Ohio State will or won't be back in this same spot next year, and then by that I mean in the college football playoffs?
1: I guess it's really going to come down to replacing players, but you have to look at the defense. So I have to say uh, I will be surprised. You know, we talk about the defensive backfield, which is insane how many guys we're losing. But we're also using losing – um the best defensive football player in a college game last year uh this past season in Chase Young. You know, the last few games we saw teams figure out ways to uh to uh you know uh nullify him. They're they're double teaming him, they're chipping him, they're doing all kinds of things to make sure he doesn't impact the game. Well that's smart. I you know, we need somebody else to step up and uh and and make more happen there in those last few games, teams realize if you do not stop Chase Young from having an impact, he will have an impact. He's just not a guy that's just going to disappear. You have to make him disappear. Uh, some other guys would have stepped up. It, it would have helped. I would like to have seen a healthy Tyreek like Smith all year. Uh, we've got some younger guys. But really, uh, outside of that, it's the defensive backfield, Dan. Who, who, who is going to be back there? what no experience none the lack of experience that uh that we're going to be looking at is going to be i think something that we're going to look and say oh my what uh when if things go wrong it's going to be that the defensive backfield just no veterans uh (laughs) you know we've lost a few players you got to throw white in there i don't know what happened with that this year that that uh that White did not uh, play at all, really. Uh, you know, he's gone. Uh, Pryor left. They've, even though Pryor had shown that he couldn't really play here, we're losing all the starters. Uh, and I include Wade in there. I believe Wade is gone. I believe there's just no way he's coming back. And as much as teams are in nickel this, this, uh, uh, the way the game's played now, you have to include the nickel back as a starter. You know, you you list 12 names because he's going to be in there. Uh, <laughs> it's just going to get really ugly uh, trying to replace these guys. So we could see some even younger guys because, you know, we got some really nice guys coming in. Uh, I really, you know, I've mentioned on the show before, I think Ryan Watts was a steal. But we've also got a history of younger defensive backs coming in here and struggling that first year. That's going to be where we're going to uh, we could drop a game or two. Is just trying to get our uh, defensive backfield organized again. It's going to be a really tough job, and if a coach pulls it off, we don't know who that's going to be at this point. Uh, he's he you know he's somebody you want to sign to a long term deal if you can. Is that trying to put that back together? I mean, and Dan has finally caught up with us. We've been watching these guys go early year after year after year, and now here we are. We've been losing defensive backs. Yeah, we're going to get more because of it. Yeah, well, when you're losing an extra one or two a year, it's eventually going to catch up with you, and I think we may be uh, in a bad situation here with this. Let's let's hope for the best. Uh, we saw guys like... Uh, we <clears> get <throat> Brown get a lot of uh, reps. Uh, Seven Banks played some. Let's hope these guys are ready. Cause, uh, I mean, we, we don't even have the numbers as, uh, as we would really like to have, but, uh, you know, we'll see with these guys. You know, we, we saw some good things out of some of them. Seven Banks has already scored touchdowns here. Uh, Brown has been in the game. At uh, when, when the game was still in doubt, that, I think that's huge. Proctor played extremely well when he was in there, so, you know, there's some hope. I just, uh, I'm a little nervous about it. Let's, uh, you know, when you lose that many guys in a third of your defense, you know, you've got your defensive line, your linebackers in your defensive backfield. When you lose that many outstanding players out of uh, one area in your defense, it's something to be concerned about. Uh, I think we got we got talent though. We'll see what happens.
0: We're going to take a quick commercial break. Come back, and I'm going to tell you why Ohio State will be back. The chilling new original docu series on Paramount Plus.
1: Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve dollars and $15,000 a day. That was addictive. I kicked you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You
0: can't really maintain a fantasy forever.
1: Control of Desire. Now streaming on Paramount+.
0: Okay, we are back. I think Dwayne did an excellent job there of letting people know just how tough it's going to be to replace what they're losing on defense. You mentioned the secondary, and all four guys will get drafted. Sean Wade, Damon Arnett, Jeffrey Okuda, and Jordan Fuller. I actually think of the recent lineage of studs to come out, I would put Jeffrey Okuda as the safest bet of the group. Denzel Ward just finished the season with the lowest completion percentage against in the league for the Browns. We know what Marshawn Lattimore has done and Bradley Roby, et cetera. Yes, big shoes to fill, but I think when you combine everything that goes into a football player, a pedigree, smart, talent, aggression, I would rank Okuda number one even though his sample size is probably a little bit more limited than for someone like Damon Arnett, who I think felt like started for six years back there. But the gap was large. I don't feel like any other team in the Big Ten was really as close to Ohio State as one might think. So there is some space for them to allow there. Also, the offense is going to be ridiculous. I think you could see some LSU-ish type numbers come up. You're going to have an off-season of Julian Fleming getting involved. You've got Juice Williams ready to step up to go with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, who could be the best combo of receivers they've had. So given the fact the offensive line, the interior of Josh Myers and Wyatt Davis is coming back, throw Harry Miller in there, you get an inspired Thayer Mumford, and you have plenty of choices at right tackle. The continuity on offense is going to be excellent. Not sure who the starting running back will be right now. Gun to my head, Marcus Crowley. Here's something to be optimistic about.
1: It's the schedule.
0: Ohio State has two very noticeable road games. One is week two at Austin Stadium in Oregon, which uh, if you want to go somewhere cool to watch a game and you're a Buckeye fan, I hope you've already got tickets. And then they do go to Penn State later in the year. Penn State's not going to be as good as they were this year. Go look at their roster. They lose their only two guys on offense. I really think they're going to take a step back. The other marquee matchup, at Outson Stadium against Oregon in week two, you're going to be going up against an Oregon team that lost a majority of their key players on defense. Their first players projected to be drafted are their inside linebackers. Yes, they get back their left tackle, who's arguably the best player on the team, but they lose their quarterback and they lose the rest of their offensive line. So you're going to have a new starter at quarterback and a new offensive line in week two in a big game. I favor Ohio State in that. Dwayne do you believe Ohio State has a legitimate chance to make another run at the playoffs?
1: I mean, I I think that it's how quickly the defensive backfield matures. I think we've got some athletes. I think we've got some football players there. But there's just, you know, we depended on Fuller when these younger guys were coming along. And as you said, I cannot argue with you on Okuda being the best of this generation. You know, I think about Marshawn, uh, Lattimore, but the one difference between them, Okuda has stayed healthy. That's that's a, something that's, that's an advantage for him. Uh, how soon are these guys going to be ready to be prime-time players? Now, as you mentioned, the one key to all this could be the schedule. They may not get pressed. They may have time to get their feet under them, uh considering the schedule so you know we uh, we got uh we got Penn State at their place we got Michigan here uh you know the schedule is gonna gonna say if these guys can get uh seasoning to make a run at the end of the year we'll see it's it's not impossible no I'm not saying it can't I'm just concerned about that, and we've got to get the the pass rush back up to speed. Uh, I think that uh, that we've got some athletes. I was really enjoying what Harrison was doing at the end of the year. He was playing a lot, and he was flashing. I think he could be the guy that steps up there and and uh, replaces uh, Chase Young. We may not have a guy that's going to bring 16-and-a-half sacks, but... Uh, uh, I think I see a guy that could be a um, a feared pass rusher for us, but yeah, we could. There's there's no doubt. There's just too much talent here to say no. You know, it's it's we don't uh, we don't rebuild. We we reload, and we're going to see how quickly we reload in the defense backfield. As you said, though, the offense is going to be absolutely just crazy because I believe that they are going to do that. They're going to stick Harry Miller in there. We'll let him apprentice for one year at guard. He's big enough. A lot of times the centers are smaller guys, and you don't want them uh, playing guard if you don't have to. But Harry Miller is big enough to play guard. He stay at guard. Uh, you're going to plug him right back in there, uh, a healthy Thayer Mumford. I, I, you can trace it. You can go back and look at games on YouTube or wherever and see once he got hurt, he was never the same. He was looking like a guy that could go early himself. And then he got hurt, and he was never the same the rest of the year. I just, you know, offensively, yeah, they're going to score a lot of points. Just what can they do? Uh, how soon is the defense going to get back up to speed with the losses that we're looking at?
0: Yeah, I don't think it's realistic to expect the defense to be as good next season, even at the end, as it is now. you got to hope the offense is just so unstoppable that it kind of balances out and you still have the advantage. Ohio State added a tight end, class of 2021, out of the state of Colorado, Sam Hart. What do you think of the newest Buckeye?
1: Well, it's just another in a string of guys that just surprises you. That, uh, considering how little we throw to the tight end, that we keep getting these guys that that could go somewhere else to catch 60 balls a year. Uh, and and he's one of them. I I think he's he's just another. Uh, he's you know it's almost like cookie cookie cutter. But it's a good cookie cutter, so let's keep it. <laughs> uh, just another nice tight end, you know. We're, we're, we're getting a little long in the tooth. We've been happy with the depth we've had it tight end, but, uh, we're going to have some guys leaving here one right after another. Uh, Barry's gone. You wonder how long Hoffman's going to stay around, Dan. Was, he's behind Rucker. Uh, he may want to go somewhere where he can play. Uh, he's he's no better than third string right now, so he could be a guy that uh, decides to uh, hit the portal. That's that's a concern, but uh, yeah, we just keep bringing in these guys, and you're like, how is this happening when a uh, high state tight end catch 22, 25 balls a year? Well, uh, I think you have to look at going to the NFL. So many of these guys are focused on going to the NFL, and Ohio State tight ends get
0: drafted. That's just the way it is. Bill Kerlick is in San Antonio at the All-American Bowl getting ready. There are a ton of Buckeyes down there. Yesterday was tuck-in day. G. Scott and Paris Johnson made the all-lobby team because they look so good in their civvies. Make sure you are there all day. Bill will have a thread up on the front. We've got a ton of staffers down there. Best coverage you can get, keep it locked in. The Dean does sex. Have a good one, Bob
1: Matters. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Bob. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel good movie of the year. Bob Marley, one love. Ready PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.